This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Here we are at Humerian Health Podcast. Yes, I would are. like I would like to personally welcome Dr. Sean Benzinger back from Kansas City <laughs> from Blog Paws. Well, Blog Paws, that's right. You yeah. look like you look like you had too much fun. Actually, it was a little fatiguing to be um, honest with yes. you. Yes, I the, mean learning the yap, you know, be able to bark and meow yeah. in different languages <laughs> at the same time exactly. was fabulous. And the poo emojis were super popular. I Absolutely. heard so. Yeah, and none left their uh, poop emoji in my <laughs> in your room oh, when oh, I was. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So that was good. Yeah. Well, the that good news good. Is, is I actually kind of didn't believe that maybe you really went to Blog Paws. I thought you just could took a couple days off and now I know that in fact that you did because you came back with an entire like Encyclopedia Britannica set of podcasts. That's right. Of from, really interesting people. Yes. Lots of great and topics. And, yeah. and animals. Yes. There may yeah. in fact be some barking, not human barking, but pet barking or breathing. Yeah, within on, some on of these those podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. But uh, honestly, it was a great it was a great trip. It's something we'll look forward to in the future. We certainly want to expand even the um, there's a lot of people we didn't have enough time to yeah. fit in. We want to change that and we're also offering that to some of the bloggers. Also, ever reaching out to them and saying, hey, do you want us to cut something? It was all about introducing to you, the listener, uh, what they're doing there and uh, some of their special interests that uh, they've put forward. And some of them are remarkable, and yep. I hope you'll listen to all of them. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger with the Humerian Health Podcast. We're here with um, a very special guest at Blog Pause, and we're in uh, Kansas City right now at Blog Pause, and uh, we're here to discuss Wagtown, the best thing to happen to loyalty since dogs. And we're here today with Miss Mrs. Beth Miller. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sean, for having for us. It's the 60th time we are <laughs> going to get to do this. Um, it's because I didn't press the record button. Hey, first 60th and, time is a term. Yeah, Isn't that for, a saying? For the thousand of you that would call Amy Baker and remind her that I can't do this alone, don't do it. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, but let's talk about Wagtown. Just because, uh, you know, we, we didn't have you scheduled before, and we had not met you until just recently. Mm -hmm. um, but when I heard your story, it was kind of like, um, yeah, we, we need this information. I know your entire goal is to get information and try to help people understand what your purpose and cause and everything right. is. So let's, let's just talk a little bit about the basics of Wagtown and kind of where we're going and what we're trying to do with it. Okay. All right. Well, it really started a couple of years ago when we were taking a look at, you know, we live in a community where there are, are some dog-friendly amenities. And so in terms of where else in America could we go that has, you know, an experience where we will be able to bring our dog and have the right kind of experience and they would be welcomed. And so we decided, well, we'll just Google it. And we did. And <laughs> we had almost 30 million hits. So our immediate reaction was, Cool. All of America like is dog-friendly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what we really found out when we started to dig into it was there is no research behind it, a lot of that. Um, I couldn't find a single cite, citation of a resource that decided that's how they became dog-friendly. So there really is no metric for measuring whether or not a community is dog-friendly. Mm -hmm. So now we are setting out to do that. you there's only a few people that would want to ask these detailed questions. Yes. So yes. there's probably a reason that Millions. you knew enough <laughs> <laughs> to want to even look into that and knowing that your past life you were mm -hmm. a well yes my background is in advertising and marketing so and I owned an agency every detail of every yes. and that's where that comes from really well I used to get this same statement from a lot of my clients they said you know we've been working with you for four weeks and you know more about our company than we do 
And that's because I really believe that before you can start a, 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 an authentic communication program, you have to do your homework. Yeah. You have got to get out there. And even the people who were doing some similar things, uh, they still were trying to sell something as a result of the research. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do it purely for the research sake. So mm -hmm. we didn't just talk to dog people. We talked to Office of Economic Development and land use planning and the health department and the CDC people and legislators and public health and public art and all of those things. Because when you drop a dog into a community, it has a ripple effect and it can be positive or it can be negative and it depends on how you provide amenities like veterinary health care options and off-leash area amenities and do you prioritize them um, are they welcome in your establishments are you providing ample opportunities for F rescue and trap mm -hmm. to release and so some of those safety net features that we have for people are now being extended to dogs. I think you probably remember with Katrina Snowflake, the little dog that was taken out of the arms of the boy when they were rescuing him. Yeah. When the FEMA guy saw that, he's like, no more, because the reaction to that was crazy. And I can understandably understand why they want to move us forward and get us away from that that's a disposable creature especially with the dogification of America is what I call it, where we have become this, this sort of civilization in America where that's an extension of our family. Yeah, we don't absolutely. consider that to be something that you tie to a tree. Mm -hmm. It's now in the bed with you. Right. <laughs> it takes up most of it sure. sometimes. Well, so. also you were talking about the health of the community changes when, mm -hmm. when a dog is involved or a dog-friendly area is mm -hmm. developed, right? Yes, yes. Well, not only the health for the dogs, because if it's a healthy community right. for the dogs, they're getting their vaccinations, they're getting their checkups, they're being chipped or, or tagged somehow, they're registering them so they can protect, you know, getting back home and their health, but also for the humans. It gets people off their butt, and so my anticipation sure. in talking with the health departments is that they would be horrified by it. When, in fact, they were overjoyed, and they're like, we have so much sedentary behavior in America. Right. If this can help us address type 2 diabetes or type and heart disease, it gets people up and moving. And we've heard all these stories about people who – there was a guy who he was several hundred pounds, and he went to the doc, and the cardiologist said on his prescription pad wrote, go get a fat dog, and handed it to him. And he's like, what is this? And he's, I'm telling you, go get the biggest dog you can find and save its life, yeah. and it'll save yours. And oh. it did. Well, the dog lost the weight. The guy lost 250 pounds. Wow. And when that dog died, he went back and said, I need your biggest dog. And so it kind of changed his life and became sure. much more active. The yeah, safety purpose, part, the you know. So mm -hmm. that definitely affects the health, mm -hmm. gets people up and active. Socially, so mental health, it, they're shown with addiction services, with recovery from illnesses or avoiding illnesses. Being around dogs is better for us in terms of economic development. Right. Dollars follow dogs. We're seeing that time and time I again. So there's economic development factors to consider. There's health to consider. There's safety to consider. Um, when I was in Little Italy for San, in San Diego to check out their scene, there were people that overheard my conversation with someone who was using, I was meeting with their land development people. And I had four different people come up to me and say that they had moved to that area because it was safer and they don't even own a dog. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you moved here? They said, they're patrolling our streets morning, noon, and night to go potty. Nothing happens around here without them knowing about it. It makes sense. So nothing. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and what I didn't anticipate, which I should have, mm -hmm. was I, I knew that the dogs would be better socialized because there were so many people around, and there's the dock, and there's the airplanes, and it's crazy, and it's, you know, it's a touristy town. They were very well behaved because they were, had become accustomed to it sure. because they were used to being out and accepted in the community. Yep. What I wasn't anticipating is people knew how to approach a dog as well. 
because they were more out there and with them. That makes sense. And so they had more opportunities to learn how how appropriate would it be for me to approach this dog? Should I approach this dog? Do you just run up to a dog and hug it? And, you know, all of those so kinds of things. So side effect is a safer community. It is, most definitely. Yeah. Most now definitely. Now if we can get the kids to take care of the dogs. <laughs> I know. Well, we're working happy. on that. We're working with PBS on a national curriculum standard program that will launch in the fall that will help them better understand how to be, be safe around dogs because most bites are kids under eight. So we have a curriculum that helps them be safer around dogs, but married with that curriculum is also sort of a, a chart that they can sort of adopt a fake dog and it walks them through the process of how much work is involved and how much dedication it takes and how much of your time it takes sure. to really take care of that extra family member. Absolutely. And so we're, we're anticipating that probably after about two weeks, there'll be a lot of requests for gerbils or fish because they don't want to do the dog thing. Because yeah, it is a lot of work. Every pet store will be out of fish. I know. <laughs> That's right. As a result of this program. But accompanying that then will be national curriculum that is written to the standard oh, so that they can use it to help teach math and sure. English and literature. You know, so it it helps the teachers build it into their curriculum, but it also helps them build a story that they can take home and share with their family. Sure. Because we did find that there are huge differences in perceptions about dogs in the rural environment versus the urban environment versus the suburban environment. So the answer to off-leash areas, in my opinion, is not a one-size-fits-all solution. We've seen some things. Uh, Lake George had a phenomenal dog park. There's an RV park there that's insanely beautiful. Mm -hmm and they've done a phenomenal job there. It's private use. And then we saw some that were maybe a 10 by 10 fenced area in the middle of a downtown area, but they both serve a need. On the one side, he was seeing double the stay and double the income as a result of in install installing that. And on the other side, people are saying, now I can live in the city because I can go home, let the dog out right where I am in town, and then go and right back to work. 10 by 10? That is, yeah. they must be cleaning that thing. Well, they have 33 <laughs> of tough. them in that town. <laughs> 33, 14 in the next town that we went to, and zero where we live. Wow. So you, now, there's a lot I, of disparity. I, I don't really want you ranking Indianapolis or Fort Wayne or... No? You can skip Indiana because I'm a little afraid that we'll be negative <laughs> numbers because we just don't. You know, it's a bunch of farmers and, you know, they don't, man, they don't think about it that way. Even though it's, it, it you are seeing changes. It's a different you know, mindset. Car yeah. Carmel and Fishers and a few of those places mm -hmm. in Indiana, you see, uh, you see dog parks all... In fact, you have to... Like the apartment next to us has a dog park inside the apartment it's like yes crazy yep. you never see anything oh like yeah that. we're but starting you know, to see people sense, jump right? the shark do you know what i mean by the yeah, okay absolutely. yeah fonzie right so nobody knows what i mean when i say that so i'm dating <laughs> myself do. thank yeah, you well, so that. we're both old we're right unfortunately <laughs> around that time so yeah so as a result of the fact i'm 50 and so i thought I don't want to do this from just the perspective of a person from my generation. So sure. we've partnered with several universities to do capstone projects and to sort of investigate the appeal to them, the right kind of language, the right kind of need, and, and make sure that it's appealing because that's a huge segment of our audience and to better understand the psychology of, of why this is important to them. Yeah, some and people really need social to know equity. That stuff. Well, it is, and there's also the question Beth, of social Beth equity. Miller, <laughs> Beth Miller is, no, man, she knows all she this stuff. She's got to know that stuff inside. 400-something interviews. She doesn't have a voice anymore, but, man, she knows yep. her stuff. Well, it's only if, <laughs> if she does a podcast and they press the record button, it's amazing hey, how much better Hey, it's only been 60 is. tries, but what, when, who's, yeah. counting? who's counting, Sean? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> so the goal of Wagtown mm -hmm. is to be able to hopefully measure and rank uh, 
areas and hopefully either improve it or at least let you know that if you're going to choose a place to live, mm -hmm. uh, what you got. And if you really think about what's the number one deterrent of a thief is a dog. Absolutely. So now you've got 9,000 of them walking up down the street. So what thief's going to come right, down? I right. mean, honest to God, I mean, that makes all the sense. So the perfect so scenario is to, you know, we're not saying everybody go out and get a dog. We're not oh, yeah, saying we're, everybody yes, go take your dog and go everywhere. <laughs> we're a blood <laughs> pause. Everybody needs a dog. <laughs> there is that undercurrent. Or cat. But the real thing is we need training at both ends yes, of the leash. Absolutely. So that's a huge thing for us. It's not just throw a bunch of dogs in right. there and think that it's going to be okay. Right. I think that if you change legislation to allow dogs on patios, which mm -hmm. is something that we're working um, in sort of tr trying to help people stay informed in Ohio, because right now in the state of Ohio, you cannot even take your dog to eat on the patio with you, even if there's no food service like being prepared out there. I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's, so I know when we went out the West, the West Coast people looked at us like we were nuts, and I'm like, yes. oh, I know, we're a little, we're getting there. But now it, it just passed in the House on their floor, wow. 79.94, has to go to the Senate. But when that change happens, the big concern is people will just come with their dog on a flexi-lead with nothing with them, mm -hmm. and they'll be irresponsible in the, in the restaurant. Sure. And that's the opposite of what we're looking for. Right. What we're looking for is increased access, but also increased responsibility. If we yep. can get both of those things together, mm -hmm. then the whole community starts to bloom as a result of this. Okay. I'm with you. So Wagtown, and mm -hmm. it's wagtown.org. It's wagtown.org. We are working on the URL right now. Yeah, who's got the comp? Who did it to you? Okay, never mind. I didn't ask that question. I already know the answer to that question, I think, from what I see. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, just uh, blogging and a mm -hmm. few of the things you did just to, to kind of cap end this information for our, our podcast. Okay. okay. You're talking about in terms of a specific blog or how are we using know. blogging to – okay. how, how many what? I thought about how many blogs are you doing? I mean, oh, well, we just blog about Wagtown. Okay. But we also have you okay. know, Facebook, Twitter, okay. Instagram, right. you know, everything you can possibly think of. And a lot of it is telling the story of our journey of through the research and who we're meeting and mm -hmm. the stories that we're telling. But along the way, there are certain initiatives that resonate with what we're trying to achieve. And so we, because of my marketing background, it's like if you're going to step forward and say, we're going to invest in more dog-friendly infrastructure – we want this to be something that we get an economic payback from, right? Mm -hmm. Well, part of that would be, let's have good PR on this. Let's let people know that we do this. Well, that's that's what I know. Yeah. So if you want to become more dog friendly, we can show you how. And if you want people to know that you're doing it, we can show you how to do that too. That's wonderful. So yeah, it's, a good, it's a good, perfect package of it. And the prioritization, the push is there for, I want to go everywhere with my dog. And we're gonna kind of own this world pretty soon. So the let's dogs make it. Or, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it could be the dogs. Well, I know the women are because they're 82% of what's uh, buying these things. They are. So. so there's a huge boon in fashion with dogs. There's a huge boon in, in raw feeding. I mean, yep. there's just it's splintering off into all of these ways that you can exponentialize your care for your for your yep. extension of your family. Yeah, I'm gonna buy a canoe, and uh, you guys run things. Just send the money. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so Sup with pup. Yeah. You have to try that. So, Stand up so. paddleboard with your dog on the front. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I'll, that's I'll the fall that's in, where the, the fun shark is. Will eat me. Yeah, but watching you fall in, that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that won't, I'm only doing it in lakes because I'm not doing that ocean stuff. <laughs> um, so Wagtown. Mm -hmm. I thank you for joining us. Well, we thank great you for the opportunity. And uh, we just pray it's highly successful uh, because I have a feeling it has no opportunity not to be successful. Let's hope so. So, Beth yeah. Miller, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. So, yet another good, uh, I was going to say pod, blog pause, pause, it doesn't come out right. It was a blog pause. A blog pause. 
pause podcast. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, yeah. though, isn't it? Yep. Great so, points so, of view. Very interesting. So glad that you got a chance to talk to so many authors yeah. and uh, bloggers and influencers out there. And we have a whole, as I mentioned in one episode, yep. but it's Encyclopedia Britannica. Nobody that listens to this podcast probably knows what an Encyclopedia Britannica collection is. That's but, true. If they're over, uh, under 35, but that's I, right. But I do, because I yeah. had one in my yeah, room. I still, got, I I still got mine. Okay, yeah, well, we'll talk about your hoarding yeah, tendencies later. later but yeah. yeah, so definitely... Um, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can check us out at humarian.com slash blog pause yep. if you want to hear Listen to all, all of right. the podcasts yep. that Dr. Benzinger got to record while he was out there. Lots of great stuff. So yep. fabulous time. Yeah, so definitely check us out. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 